Chapter 11 As Victoria creaked open the front door, a whirlwind of notes assaulted her ears. The minor key of the piano piece lent an ominous tone to the atmosphere, appropriate for the night. The level of difficulty surpassed that of a novice. Must be mom. For some inexplicable reason, the music drew Victoria, as if calling her to join the musical frenzy. Darkness encased the room like a curtain. A lamp in the corner and a candle next to the piano served as the sole sources of light. Though the notes flitted like bats moments before, they faded into nothingness. When Victoria reached the piano, she drew a quick intake of breath at the sight of the musician. Louisa, I thought you were mom. Mom and dad went out tonight. Some party with the other piano teachers. Louisa's green eyes flickered in the candlelight. Apple cinnamon emanated from the tiny wick. When did you learn to play like that? Victoria searched for a score on the piano, but found none. Last time I listened to you perform, you played Mary Had a Little Lamb at Mom's student recital. Now you could pass for Mom. Victoria rested her hand on Louisa's shoulder. What piece was that anyway? Chopin? Yes, his waltz in C-sharp minor. Louisa lowered her gaze to the keys. I like to practice when everyone's gone or on the keyboard with headphones in my room. Victoria frowned. Why don't you perform for people more often? You're fabulous. Louisa rubbed her hands on her black leggings. I guess I like to play for myself. Makes me nervous to play for other people. Victoria nodded. I think it does for everyone. She sank onto the plush couch. Except maybe Adrian. She lives for the limelight. Did you know she's trying out for the concerto competition too? She never told me. Louisa slipped onto the couch next to her. What are you going to do? Victoria shrugged. Figure out how to win? Have you picked a piece yet? Louisa hugged a fuzzy decorative pillow to her chest. No. Victoria sighed through gritted teeth. But Adrian already has. A work by that quack job composer Berlioz. So pick a piece. Louisa stood up, moved to the nearby bookshelf, and scanned the folders. Pedagogy, arias, sonatas. Here we go. Concertos. Victoria shook her head. I bet they're for piano. Not all of them. As Louisa rummaged through the scores, she passed several to Victoria. Beethoven, Tchaikovsky, Mozart. Mom has several for violin. Victoria rifled through the pile. Some of these are mine from high school, but not all. Why would Mom have old violin concertos? Louisa raised an old score whose cover hung by a thread. From Gigi. How do you know? Victoria looked up from the growing stack. Because this one has the last name scrawled across the top, Louisa pointed. Victoria rubbed her chin. I didn't know Gigi played violin. Maybe they're from when our aunt studied violin. Louisa handed her the last couple of scores. I'll take a look at them tomorrow. Victoria yawned as she added the music to the large pile. Perhaps I'll find a good one to play for my lesson next week. Who knows what Professor Cheng will say about it. Sweat dripped down Victoria's brow as her bow sawed over the strings in her teacher's studio. She'd spent the previous 45 minutes of her lesson on the last two pages of the Bach Chacon. This piece would be the death of her. After the last note faded away, Professor Cheng watched to her desk, heels clacking. Better! Victoria glanced at her professor's open case, but she shut it again with a snap. She probably didn't want her to ask about the picture again. Professor Chang? Victoria's voice squeaked, mouse-like even to her own ears. 
Yes. The professor turned around. A charm on her necklace glistened in the light from the window, a silver half-moon engraved with two Chinese symbols. Victoria squinted. If only she'd paid more attention when Jerry tried to teach her Chinese. She'd never been able to focus with him next to her. For a few moments, she'd even thought he was going to ask her out before the concert on Halloween. And the feeling of his arm around her waist as he'd escorted her from the building had made her cheeks burn. But she couldn't date him, not with New York hanging in the balance. Time to concentrate on something else. Ah, yes, the necklace. The first character looked like a fusion of the letter L and the number 7, and the second resembled a ladder with three rungs. What did those mean? Maybe she could ask Jerry. Well? Professor Chang asked. Victoria shuffled her feet. What were they talking about? Professor Chang pursed her lips like Adrian when she spoke French. Finally, Victoria remembered. I need more details about the concerto competition. Can the scholarship money be used for any music graduate school? Yes. Including Johann Conservatory? Yes. A sense of relief flooded over Victoria. This could work. What song should I choose? Her teacher's features remained motionless, as though she wore an impenetrable mask. Okay. Victoria took a quick breath, tucked her violin under her chin, and decided to play Mozart's Violin Concerto in D Major, her favorite work from high school. The lightness of the piece lifted her spirits like a bird above the trees. What a refreshing change from the melancholy Chacun. Over the past couple of days, she'd been amazed how fast she'd remastered the piece. Her fingers found their way around the violin as if on autopilot, in spite of the six-year gap since she'd last performed it. Her breathing quickened as she approached the cadenza, the most difficult part of the concerto. A sting of pain shot through her pinky as it contorted to reach the triple stops. In spite of a few cringeworthy chords, she finished with a flourish and breathed a sigh of relief. Not bad, but no. Victoria knit her brow. What do you mean, no? Your performance was beautiful. Professor Chang walked to the music stand and examined the score. But it won't win a concerto competition. Why not? You need a different concerto. Victoria bit her lip. What's wrong with Mozart? The Mozart concerto is light, organized, perfect. Exactly, so what's the problem? It lacks the emotional depth of the Romantic era. You need a concerto that will cut you to the core, a work that expresses your greatest desires and deepest regrets. She placed a hand over her heart and gazed out the window, a far-off look in her eyes. Victoria wiped the rosin dust from her strings. What a load of nonsense. Mozart's genius generated his well-structured works. No one could deny his brilliance. In contrast to his adherence to prescribed norms, the vulnerability of the Romantic-era compositions made Victoria's insides churn like a blender. Who would want to put their deepest desires and regrets on display for the whole audience to see? Not her. She glanced at her teacher. Do you have a concerto in mind? Professor Chang turned away from the window, as though forcing herself back from a reverie. No, Victoria. Her eyes softened, and for a moment, a trace of Jerry's kindness rang in her voice. Only you can decide which work expresses your soul. Victoria held her gaze for several moments. Like the Tchaikovsky for you? Professor Chang fingered the pendant on her necklace. Yes.
Inside her room, Victoria tossed the assortment of concertos onto the red comforter. Bach, Vivaldi, Mozart, Beethoven, Lalo, Mendelssohn, Sibelius, Brahms, Brooke, Barber. Several of them she'd already played. Maybe she should play one of those. She flopped on her four-poster bed. Why was this decision so hard? Pick a piece already. Footsteps padded up the stairs, and the door burst open. Adrian flew in and sprawled on the bed like a cat. I'm exhausted. The Berlioz is killing me. Victoria frowned. I'm surprised you're practicing on a Saturday. Nothing better to do? I'm done for now. I've already put in two hours. Adrian sauntered to the dresser and rummaged in the middle drawer. Get out of my stuff! Victoria jumped to her feet and sprinted to the dresser. I need to borrow one of your shirts. Adrian examined a gray one but discarded it on the floor. Leave my shirts alone. Don't you have a bedazzled Eiffel Tower one in your own closet? Adrian rolled her eyes as she tossed another shirt on the floor. It's in the laundry, along with your I'm an orc tea. Victoria picked up the clothes and refolded them on the bed, running her hand over the fabric to smooth the wrinkles. Why do you have an enormous string in your dresser? This can't be for violin. Adrian held up the circular wire, a cello string Jerry had given Victoria a few years ago. He twisted it into a bracelet and slipped it over her wrist. Her heart fluttered at the recollection. Where are you going tonight, Adrian? Victoria asked. Dinner with fellow art students. She grabbed a bottle of perfume and sprayed herself. Then I'm meeting Jerry afterward. What? Victoria's entire body went rigid, as though turned to marble. Adrian couldn't be serious. He wanted to meet. Adrian held up Victoria's favorite black shirt, a lacy v-neck with billowy sleeves. Like a date? Victoria's head was spinning now. She clutched her bed frame. I don't know. Adrian examined herself in the mirror, then pulled red lipstick from her pocket and traced the curve of her lips. But you can't, Victoria stammered. Her heart raced like the end of a symphony. Not Jerry. Adrian spun around. Why can't I? He's my friend as much as yours. Victoria glared. Because he's my Jerry. Adrian's ski jump nose shot in the air. You don't own Jerry. You're not even dating. Resist the urge to punch her. I don't think you're his type. And you are? She arched her eyebrows. What if he's decided, Miss Bossy Uptight, I'm moving to New York and leaving you all, isn't his type? Victoria lunged at her, but Adrian darted out of the way. Anger washed over her like a tidal wave. Why do you take everything I care about? Jerry, the concerto competition? You can't monopolize the concerto competition. Adrian planted a manicured hand on her hip. I want to compete, and you can't stop me. Victoria grabbed a pillow off the bed and threw it at her. Get out of my room and don't ever come in here again. Fine. You didn't have anything attractive for a date anyway. She stormed out of the room and Victoria slammed the door.